Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one does not. Guess who? No. It's not me. <laughs> yep. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I'm pretty sure I like YA, too. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. Another year of me reading YA. <laughs> yeah, you've done this for a year now. Oh, over a year. Over a year. Yeah. How how you feeling? Uh, I don't know. I still like my adult books. Okay. You're allowed to like adult? Not really. <laughs> well, when we get into this one, yeesh. <laughs> well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess before we get into that, what's everybody reading right now? Oh. I just started, like, I mean, I really just opened the book. Like at lunch today? <laughs> a little before lunch, but yes. It's the Dark It's dark and Shallow Lies by Jenny Myers Sane. This one is giving me kind of Southern Gothic vibes, but I really can't say much about it because I really just started this one. But it takes place in a tiny town deep in the bayou where 17-year-old Gray spends her summers, and the town is the self-proclaimed psychic capital of the world. And it's the place where Alora Pellerin, Gray's best friend, disappeared six months earlier. This book is right up my alley, so I'm hoping to like it, but I can't. Can't confirm that yet. <laughs> what are you reading, Sarah? Um, I'm reading Snowblind by Christopher Golden, which is a book not for YA. It's for adults. And it is about a bad blizzard in New England, and uh, people disappear and die <gasps> under mysterious circumstances, possibly supernatural. Is something eating them? Something may very well be well, not eating them. I thought that that's where them. I went. <laughs> I went to something's eating them. I don't know something's, why. Something's killing them. It may be a Yeti. I really don't know. A Yeti would chew on them. And then now it's 12 years later, and we're seeing how the fallout uh, uh, with the people who have lost someone in the storm, and there's another storm on the way. And More people are going to get eaten. Well, possibly people are starting to be possessed by the people, the ghosts of the people who died the first time around. Who are warning them like bad <laughs> things are coming. So okay, prepare yourself this time because we don't want more deaths. This sounds right odd. up Sarah's alley. It's odd, and I like it. Well, and it's you know winter. I like things set in the winter this time of year. And can, she likes I to think about, about how she snow. lives in Georgia, where it's where not there, going where to there do are that. no blizzards. So I don't need to worry about this one. What about you, Patty? I am also reading an adult book, although this one uh, is appropriate for teens if they would like to read it. It is Lafayette in the Somewhat United States by Sarah Val. It's a nonfiction book about Lafayette. <laughs> Go figure. Which <laughs> sounds um, boring. Yeah, but it's not. I promise. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are we podcasting? <laughs> It's not boring, I promise. Uh, Sarah Val is a very, very uh, fun and delightful writer. She wrote Assassination Vacation, which is another one of my favorites, which is about all of the assassinated presidents, <laughs> which again... And they get together for a party? <laughs> no. Oh. But get I, together for revenge? No. Oh. They don't get together. They're dead, Sarah. <laughs> hey, in my book, people are dead and they're getting together. <laughs> That's true. No, 
But uh, I love her. She's a very interesting, fun history writer. And it's it's about the history, but it's also about what's going on in America. Well, it was written in like 2013. So it's a while ago, but it's fun. I like it. I listen to it on audiobook and she reads it with a guest list of people who fill in as, as very sundry historical figures. No offense, it sounds boring. I mean, you can say that, but it's not. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> I'm sorry, I stopped listening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> and America hates you too. Oh, no, not all of America. <laughs> just Lafayette. Just Lafayette. <laughs> just the historical figures. Well, I know Sarah already said sheesh about this book we're about to talk about. <laughs> But <laughs> it's a new year, and uh, so we all read The Resolutions by Mia Garcia, which is a book about four friends who make and task each other with resolutions they think are going to help or kind of push them in the right direction. Uh, that's what I'll say about it now, but let's talk about the cover. On the cover is a photograph of the four main characters in this book, and uh, yeah, they're just leaning against a wall and talking to each other, I guess, or looking at each other knowingly. And for some reason, one of them has a skateboard, which really bothers me because there's no skateboard in the book. I can tell who two of these four characters are. Yeah, I was going to say, you can make guesses about who they are, but... But the other two, the I've other got two, I've no got, idea, really. They don't really fit the character. Right. In my head. Or as it was described in the pages. Right. But, you know, whatever. It's not a cover that would make me um, pick up the book. It's not oh. a cover that would make me say, ugh, what a boring book either. So It is just kind of a, it's cover. It's got, yeah. you know, four, four, teens. four teens, three girls, one boy. And a skateboard. And a skateboard, <laughs> which really offends Sarah. No not that it offends me. <laughs> She's reading it, this whole book. It going, really perplexes me. I did, because I was trying to figure out the whole time which one was which character. I mean, I knew who Ryan yeah. was, because he's the only guy. And then I knew who Nora was, because she gets pink hair at some point in the book, and one of these um, people has pink hair. But the other two girls... Which one? I kept Justin, waiting for Lee? one of them to mention her love of skateboarding. It didn't happen. Nobody loves skateboarding kept, in this kept book. Kept waiting for the skateboard maybe to they make do. an nobody, appearance. Nobody ever talks about skateboarding. Right. Maybe that part got edited out. I don't know. Tell us how you really <laughs> feel, Sarah, about the skateboard. How I feel about the skateboard <laughs> is unhappy. <laughs> I'm sure you can hear the book slamming down onto the table. <laughs> That's how unhappy she is. <laughs> I'm going to get you a skateboard for Christmas next awesome. year. <laughs> well, let's do the publisher's description real quick. From hiking trips to four-person birthday parties to never-ending group texts, Jess, Lee, Ryan, and Nora have always been inseparable. But now with senior year on the horizon, they've been growing apart. And so, as always, Jess makes a plan. Reinstating their usual tradition of making resolutions together on New Year's Eve Jess adds a new twist. Instead of making their own resolutions, the four friends assign them to one another. Dares, like kiss someone you know is wrong for you. Find your calling outside your mom's Puerto Rican restaurant. Finally learn Spanish and say yes to everything. But as the year unfolds, Jess, Lee, Ryan, and Nora each test the bonds that hold them together. And amid first loves, heartbreaks, and life-changing decisions, beginning again is never as simple as it seems. Okay, 
So from that description, I have two problems, actually. Oh, okay. I was like, this description sounds like, you know, okay. Could be fun. One, the find your calling outside your mom's Puerto Rican restaurant. That is not what her resolution was. It was find your adventure. Right. So we kind of had the whole time. Yeah. She's trying to figure out what her adventure is. We have an idea that's what it is. But I mean, this is a major spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> and... I like from the beginning, it talks about how they've always been inseparable. But then later you find out they were mostly grown, I feel like, when they became friends because they they were at that community center. Yes. After Lee had moved. Well, three of them, I guess, were friends. To Denver. Right. Yeah. But so I was just like, they haven't always been inseparable. I don't really consider them inseparable in this book. They don't really spend much time together. No. A little bit of overlap, but a lot of it's them on their own but all in all it's just a story about friendship really yeah and like there are things I liked about this book um things I liked I liked that uh, it was uh, a mainly Latino cast of characters and that that like um and they they talked about race and racial identity some and like what it means like Lee doesn't speak Spanish and that bothers her and things like that um and I liked it Sarah asked me what I thought about this book, and I said, it's fine. I like, <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike it. I don't love it. It, it was, it's a book I read, <laughs> and it's fine. I wasn't ever, when I picked it up and read it, I wasn't ever bored, really, but I also felt at times that this book could have been 100 pages shorter and told the same story. Yeah, I was going to say, it was basically like me the whole time being like, Oh my God, make the decision. Uh, yes. And I love that we didn't even find out. Like no. some of the, like the Lee's big question, we never found out the answer to. And that bugged me. But each character had like yeah. one like problem really, which could have been quickly solved. And but of course it would have been, year. would have been no story. Right. Yes. But it took a year of them like. Not doing much. Not doing much. See, and Sarah, I thought you would appreciate that there were parents in this book. I mean, I did appreciate that. There was only one half orphan and the rest of them were had both parents. No, there was I guess another half orphan at least that was a single mom, Nora. right? Nora had Nora a single mom. Lee. Lee had a single widow, dad. widowed dad. Okay. But so there were a few half orphans. But yeah, I appreciated that. I just kept waiting. I really liked the premise I thought like oh this will be fun they're gonna make each other's resolutions and they did but the resolutions themselves to me weren't particularly like exciting and then the thing the problems that these characters faced to me weren't particularly compelling and I kept waiting for something to happen but I felt like it never we were did. sort of like every month because you read along and you're like now it's spring now it's summer now it's fall and you know but to me not much changed until the very end and my problem with that i mean yes it was the course of a year but there were like big skips in time big skips where like they'd be talking about something that was going to happen and then you skip to the future and that thing has already happened but you don't get to know about it well and i feel like personally i like more um attention or details provided about where they are or like there's a scene where they have a Halloween party and like I can tell you almost nothing about that party except for there were a lot of people there and a couple of people went upstairs like there's not really much time spent to 
building this world for me. And so it's hard for me. That was hard for me because a lot of this book takes place in the characters' heads. There is a lot of of thinking about things. I know more about the community center, I think, than I know. (laughs) I do know a lot about the community center. About any of the other places in the book. I do think... I, like I was, as yeah. you were talking about this, about how it took a whole year and not much happened, and they each had one, one issue, and the whole issue, like that one issue, is took the whole year, and I, and I'm, yes, reading about it, kind of boring. So, however, probably actually more real, like real life than anything else, like because I mean, if someone wrote a book about me, it'd be boring, but I don't, I don't want to read a book about me. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, I do like, I liked, I liked all the characters. Yeah, I liked them pretty well. Ryan, I think, was my favorite because I think the most stuff seemed to happen to him. I, you know, Ryan I liked and Jess, maybe. Ugh, I didn't like Jess. No, I'm just saying, you know more about Jess. Well, I feel like every chapter about Jess, because this is told in their alternating voices. So you get a chapter on Nora and then a chapter on Ryan, then a chapter on Jess and then a chapter on Lee. And then it starts over again or kind of goes back and forth. Every time Jess, there was a chapter on Jess, it was going to be me reading six pages about Jess having a panic attack, basically like freaking out and making lists and, and take taking things on that I don't really understand why she did other than them saying, well, you need, your resolution is you need to say yes. Okay. Also, that's a terrible, that's a terrible resolution. And nobody was like really holding her to it. Nobody was like, and if you don't do it, we're going to kick you from the friend group. I mean, there was no like consequence of her being like, guys, this is too much. Her resolution didn't make any sense to me. Like everybody else had a resolutions that like made sense. Like they, you know, for the most part, made sense and hers was like say yes to everything and they told her to do it twice because she's not spontaneous enough saying yes to everything doesn't make you spontaneous i mean it makes you overloaded and busy you find out they were trying to get her to like loosen up and lighten up which that didn't work at all and she was already kind of a type a person i think so i don't understand like she already was an overachiever as from what yes well and i felt more bad like her mom just kept piling stuff on her. And I'm like, how do yeah. you not realize how overwhelmed she is? I will say. She has school, SATs, and now you've dumped like half of the community center's responsibilities on her. I will say. So, you know, parents are involved in this book, but also like the parents are kind of t- the moms in this book. I was so mad. Well, her two and of the moms. Nora's mom yeah. was also kind of not great. They were completely clueless. Nora's mom was extremely narcissistic and selfish. And like, she never really got better. Like, I mean, she had like a little redemption at the very end, but it was only a, like basically a, we'll see. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I also felt like, okay, cause she gets upset because Nora has a different plan. It's a different dream for her life. She does. Then, and the mom is like, what, this has been our plan. I can't believe you're, okay. Nora is what? 16, 17. 17? Okay. So when she made this plan, she was what? 15, 14. A child. So you thought that when this 14 year old was like, let's make this plan that that was solid. I mean, have you not been around young people? They change their minds frequently. Like that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Anyway, I liked Ryan's parents the best. Yeah. Who were just very concerned about their boy and like encouraging him to go back to his well, art. And really, like, I liked his grandma. I loved his grandma. 
And I liked his parents too. Like I mm-hmm. liked it. His mom was like talking about heartbreak because he's he spends most of this book mooning over a boy. And honestly, I kind of wanted to shake him at times and be like, dude. Like, Jason is the worst. Every time he texted him, Jason, go. I was God. like, oh, not again. Not again. I like, but Bit. I also remember, you know, your first person that you fell in love with, and you're 17, and you're dumb, and you're just like, oh, I love just him naive, so maybe. much, and my life is over now without no. him, and who am I even, who I was am like, I even... 17-year-old me was, like, dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) So you were Jason. Maybe. (laughs) Well, I also feel like Jess had a lot of amazing insights into everybody's life but her own, too. I know. It's another thing that annoyed me about her. That's true about a lot of people, though. (laughs) You really just don't like Jess, do you? But I think that's real life. A lot of people can't see their own. Yeah, that she makes had, like, sense. Such brilliant advice for everybody else. I know. Yeah, okay. I guess that happens all the time. All right. That's why you have friends to tell you what's wrong with your life. <laughs> I'm not saying she was my favorite character, well, they but I do. Think they that's didn't have any life. of that insight on her, really. It seems because they didn't notice that she's like Lee cracking. Did. I think Lee did towards the end, but she was still like too involved with her own. Yeah. I thought that like I was I was a little of all of them. I felt like Lee had the biggest sort of hardest decision to make because her whole thing is about whether she's going to get tested for Huntington's disease or not. Just, you know, Um, and that's like a a big life changing thing. And then Ryan just needed to get over his boyfriend. And yeah. Nora had a pretty big thing too. She needed to tell her mother, "I'm not gonna take over a restaurant." And just, 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 just needs just just needs to chill. <laughs> just just needs just needs to calm down and go on a vacation. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then like the other thing I thought was kind of funny, but like in that like oh, okay for added drama, we've given Lee a secret boyfriend who happens to be Jess's twin brother, right? And I'm spoiler, like, but. I liked their relationship. I mean, that's not really, no, no, that's the, another part of this book that it's like, you kind of, almost nothing surprised me about this. I was shocked at the difference between Jess and David. Well, what do you mean? Well, like they had the same parents, they're twins, but their lives are like completely different. So much pressure, I feel like, is being put on Jess from the mom. Yeah, where was David where helping was with David the community center? They never asked him to yeah. tutor. Oh, or do story times. Did you like the description of story times uh, in here? Yeah, I was like, what? What? Why are story times awful? Like story times <laughs> they are were great. like this is they literally <laughs> she described it as being like the ninth circle of hell. Well, to I have will to do say, a story time. If you're not somebody who does story times, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> That is very out of a lot of people's comfort zone. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, there are a lot of people who do not know how to talk to or handle children at all. I thought it was interesting that they actually said in the book that the story times at the their community center were like the ninth circle of hell, but the story times at the Asian community center were fine. And I was like, Wh- what? <laughs> what? <laughs> And okay. I can tell you, they last an hour, and that's that's part of your problem. Well, that's right part there. of your problem, right Shouldn't there. Be an hour, 
the other 30 thing, minutes. There was another like library scene though, where uh, was it Nora and Beth at the library? They were and the librarian the and slammed the yeah. book down on the table and was like, shh. <laughs> I was like, who does that anymore? Yeah, if you haven't been in one of our libraries, you can, one, bring food, and two, um, nobody shushes you. I don't think most Maybe libraries shush people, do they? You have to be real loud to get shushed. Yeah. I've been shushed by customers before. I can I, see that. I actually have to, <laughs> as a staff member. As a, sta- oh, as a staff wow. member, I have been shushed by by a patron, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did think that was funny. It, like I said, I, I enjoyed it to an extent. Like, I, I I didn't dislike it. I just, I was like, okay. <laughs> I read it. Like I said, it could have been 100 pages shorter. I wondered if maybe I would have enjoyed it more if she had focused on, like, just Ryan's story or Ryan and Nora instead of... You think too many characters? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure because I'm not a writer. (laughs) But... You're a reader. I am a reader, and I was really having to kind of force myself to finish this book because I just couldn't find the drama in it that's supposed to be there but to me I didn't feel the drama and even the there's a couple scenes where I feel like the chapter will end on a cliffhanger and you're supposed to think like oh my gosh something terrible has happened and then the next chapter will be like yeah it wasn't that bad nothing terrible (laughs) yeah they did that one time with Ryan where they're like you need to pull over it's about your grandmother and I was like oh no yeah and then and they then, did it again with another accident type yeah. of situation. And it's like. But it wasn't that serious. But it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, finally we're getting to some meat. Oh, oh no, no, we're not. <laughs> I will say, I wonder if I were a, a teenager reading this book, if I would have found it more entertaining. Because for me, reading this book, was it's a very slice of life. And I just don't care. <laughs> And because there is no drama, like you said, there's no meat. It, there's nothing dramatic compelling me as a as a reader, especially as an adult reader, to keep reading this book. And I don't know if I were teen and maybe it felt very much like my life, because I do think it feels very much like a realistic teen's life, which is kind of boring, to tell you the truth, um, if I would have liked that or if I, if I would have had the same problems. Like if I would have wanted more drama because that's what I'm reading a book for. Yeah. I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're reading to see yourself, maybe good. If you're reading for escapism, probably not because it's very mundane. Maybe that's my thing. I read to escape usually. (laughs) I want to be entertained. Like I said, I like the representation. Yes. I I liked that too. That was another Mm -hmm. thing I was excited about. That there's, um, Ryan is gay, Nora is a lesbian. Um, she's bisexual. Is she bisexual? I thought she was, oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. I like that. I did like her description of the art Ryan did, the art classes and things. I thought that was yeah. interesting. It, it read as though the author has um, experience with art herself, or at least talked to people who do. And same with the cooking. Yes. Um. And so I guess that's maybe partially why I enjoyed Ryan and Nora's stories more because I felt like there was more. 
I did detail I will say, woven into their lives and you know and the yes. other two felt more surface to me like there wasn't a lot of we weren't going beyond this is my issue and then the next chapter about them yep still the same issue I think you're right I think I enjoyed Ryan and Nora's stories more and I I think you're right I think maybe it was because we did get more depth to what they were doing because yeah it did feel very surface with Jess and, and Lee. Especially Jess for me. Especially Jess. Yeah. Like Lee at least had like the boyfriend <laughs> side yeah, story. Yeah, so you could watch that so, develop and that was kind of interesting to see develop. Even though Lee herself, I don't really see, you know, that much of a change in her from beginning to end, even though she does ultimately make a decision. I think she's come out of her shell a lot Do by you? the end. Yeah, she's really like... She's very quiet and shy at the beginning, and she's she's much less quiet and shy at the end. Like, she's very okay. much in her head about her decision. Could be. I'd her I have to say, almost. at the beginning, I was having a hard time, like, telling the character, not telling them apart, but, like, oh, Nora's I did. story and Jess's story were kind of blurring for me some. I would have to go back and look at the beginning of each chapter to see who the, who the story was about until about, uh, about a third of the way through before I kind of figured out, like what was going on and who was who. Um, Ryan was the only one I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> it was different. This one kind of reminded me of lots of YA books I've read. Really any books about a group of friends yeah. that yeah. You know, try to support each other and yeah. making life, life-changing decisions. Uh, I guess one I could say is 10 Blind Dates by Ashley Elston because it's a group of about four friends. They're texting each other, trying to help each other make a decision. But what's different about that is like it is focusing more on one character, like what Sarah was saying. And then the other yeah. friends are more side or supporting characters. And then another would even be Sarah's favorite, One True Loves. <sighs> really? You think it's yeah. like this? Well, just because it's a like that one focuses on one person, but it's still like a group of like a core group of friends. Yeah. And like they're messaging her and trying to get her to like break out of her shell. Break I out of her shell that, yeah. and do something different. Yeah. So if you like books like that, you might like this. Well, I have not read this book, but um, New Year's Kiss, if you want books about New Year's, because this is about um, shy, straight-laced Tess meets Christopher while spending Christmas break at her grandmother's Vermont Lodge, and he agrees to help her complete her bucket list before New Year's Eve. So again, like a list of things you have to accomplish. New Year's, I'm assuming a little romance. That's New Year's Kiss by Lee Matthews. I don't really have a specific one because I think with like with Catherine said, I thought about this and I was like, it feels like it, there's so many YA books out there that are kind of just slice of life about my my day. I thought of um, Not My Problem, actually, that we read because, again, it's a group of friends who text each other a lot and, and deal with everyday issues. And I think we've talked about a lot of of books that are are very similar to this and i'm just I'm like i don't i don't really have a specific one to recommend yeah i kind of struggled with it <laughs> yeah but speaking of new year's resolutions yes maybe we should all make reading resolutions for each other Ooh. sarah you must read only ya and no 
No dark dystopians. <laughs> oh, no. no more of those. Not doing it. That is your challenge not for the year. Not agreeing to it. Wouldn't even agree to it for January, let alone the year. I'm just kidding. I am kidding. But does anybody have any reading resolutions? I know, Patty, you were mentioning maybe... I was thinking of some when I talked to you about it, and yeah. now let me think. If they're out of my head, let me think. Oh, I remember. Um, I would like every year um, the website Book Riot puts out a Read Harder Challenge, and they have 24 different prompts to like read a book, you know, about like read, read a book of poetry by an author of color or. Um, read a graphic novel by an LGBT creator or something like that. It's the idea is to get you out of your comfort zone and, and like read a nonfiction book about Lafayette. Set, <laughs> I was going to say set in um, read a, read a nonfiction book about a an Asian country or something like that. So the idea is to get you reading stuff that you wouldn't normally read. And I would like to um, look at this year's. I've never been able to actually complete one before. And I would like to see if I can complete one using YA books. I don't really have a resolution. Well, I guess kind of. I want to actually keep up with a reading journal and actually write down the books I've read. <laughs> yes. You know, with little notes or I like. I would love to do that. <laughs> whether I would recommend it or, you know, something like that. But I also kind of want to do a bookstagram. I want to start taking pictures, oh, uh, especially of the books we're doing for the podcast. Ooh. I was thinking it would be cool. To yeah, like, and that'd we be could fun. use it in like marketing or whatever, but I like that too. Those are kind of my those are your goals. My goals. What, what about you, Sarah? Sarah? <laughs> well <laughs> Damn dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is very similar. I was thinking I need to start kind of recording the books that uh, you know, keeping records somewhere of the books that I read because there have been a lot of them and you do kind of for me at least, sometimes I look back, remember that one I read and it was about the dog and the house and the <laughs> And I don't know, I can't tell you who wrote it. Similar ones, they blur together. Yeah, so it would be nice to kind of be able to check and see. And I've and I've done that sometimes, but I'd like to be more consistent about that's my yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. Writing that down. And also I'm looking into some book subscription boxes for the new year. That have I, YA books. That should be my goal is to actually read all the books that come in my book box. <laughs> I do have a goal to maybe cancel some. So. <laughs> well, really, it's to cancel so I can get a new one. <laughs> well, and the lastly, my um, my son bought me a book that he read that he really liked, and he wants me to read it. And it is um, called Ruin of Kings by Jen Lyons, and it. I mean, I like the book so far, but God bless them. It's like five books in this series, and you know how I feel about that. And the books are all very thick. Like thousand word, thousand page yes. books. Yeah. So, so part Does of my know resolution. know your thoughts on series? No. So <laughs> part of my resolution is to, I mean, I have started that book, but I would like to read that book because his, his goal in giving it to me was so that we could talk about it, which I think is sweet. That is sweet. That is sweet. You'd like to do that before you turn 80. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to read the books if we're going to ever talk about them. Now that we're in 2023, we've got a whole bunch of brand new episodes getting ready for you. I can't wait to hear about the next one. What are we reading next time, Catherine? Well, you'll get to hear us all discuss some books from the Yalsa's Teens Top 10 list. Ooh. Ooh. I know we said we weren't going to be doing a lot of multiple <laughs> reads, but here we are with another one. <laughs> right Starting off the, the gate. Year off. 
there's some good ones on there. I'm, and I'm lucky enough that I've already read some of them, so maybe it's not as stressful for me. But, you know, eventually we're going to get out of all the books you read for the Georgia Peach Awards and you're going to be right in the same boat as me and Sarah. Exactly. It's already happening. I think <laughs> this is going to be one of those last ones where I can just cruise yeah, on by. Because I kind of struggled with this last one. I forgot all about it and had to read a book until 3 a.m. So, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> This has been another episode of Spill Lit by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Catherine. I'm Patty. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we tell you all about our favorites from the Teens Top 10 list. Remember to like, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep reading. <laughs>